Welcome to the Happy Business Show featuring Therese Skelly of HappyInBusiness.com. Listen in as we pull back the curtain and share real-world stories of successful business owners just like you. You'll love the truth, honesty, and inspiration revealed in each episode. And now, Therese Skelly. Hello again, and this is Therese Skelly. You're listening to another episode of the Happy Business Show. This is a place where I show you not only the outer game tips and tricks and strategies to grow a business, but also we pull back the curtain on some of the really successful business owners that you've probably been admiring and watching from a distance thinking, wow, their businesses are so perfect and shiny, they've never struggled Well, they have. We all have. And so I really love this podcast because I bring these amazing friends and colleagues and guests on that are willing and courageous enough to share with you, you know, some of the, maybe some of the dirty, messy things that have happened to them. Because on this path, you've heard me say the entrepreneurial path really is like a spiritual journey. And sometimes that means there are breakdowns. Sometimes that means things don't work or have the appearance of not working. And it really is designed to grow you into being the business leader that you really are. So today I'm super excited. I get to play with one of my dear friends, Michelle P.W. You want to say howdy? Hello, hello. I'm excited to be here too. Ah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, Michelle and I, you know, lots of people in the internet world, they're like, oh, let me introduce you to my friend so-and-so. Well, Michelle, real, we really are friends. Like we really... <laughs> Like we, we hang really out. Are. We, we really are. We talk. We're like friends. We're real friends. And so, um, even Facebook friends. We're even beyond Facebook, Facebook friends. friends. We're like, yeah, we're like, we're like the real deal. So we have, um, a ton of mutual respect and support each other. And so I'm super excited to bring Michelle in because Michelle is considered one of the hottest marketing strategists today. She has a reputation for crafting promotional materials and creating marketing campaigns that get results. She's the owner and founder of Michelle PW Creative Concepts and Copywriting, which is the premier international direct response copywriting and marketing company around. She's also a speaker, author, and her client list reads like the who's who of internet marketing. Michelle has worked with like pretty much every big hitter, million dollar launches. You, 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 you go to her website, you'll see all the people she's worked with. So... In a minute, Michelle's going to talk to you about the three keys to writing copy that attracts, inspires, and invites your ideal prospects to become ideal clients. Because copywriting is so important. You know, I, I do a lot of work on who are you in the world and getting getting your personality out there. But Michelle can give you the how do you put that in your writing? How do you really get that out there? But Michelle, I want to ask you: Are you willing to get real? Of course. For of you, course. <laughs> Okay. Well, let's just start where you are today. So tell me, tell us about your business and what you love about it today. So like, let's start with a, you know, what's really working, what's cool. This is actually that's a that's an a really interesting question because I mean, there's a lot of things that are working, but then I'm also actually in the midst of a transition too. Mm, <laughs> so it's, yeah, yeah. And I guess, um, I guess what's exciting is the fact that um, the most exciting is the fact that I can now have a much much clearer vision of where what what where I want to go and what I want to do which sounds kind of funny because I've always actually been really clear um, I mean I've been a writer 
And I want to just say, in case you're wondering about this whole copywriting thing, um, copywriting is, I'm not, I'm not, we're, we're not talking about protecting your intellectual property. We're not going to talk about putting a trademark on something. That's all about lawyers and governments and unpleasant things like that. So we are talking today about writing promotional materials, and mm-hmm. more specifically writing the, co- the copy that goes on your website that actually gets people to buy from you. Yes. <laughs> so, yes, yes. That's what we want. So that's what I'm all, that's what I specialize in. But, um, you know, and so I've been a writer my whole life. I mean, I started when I was three years old. I, I uh, taught myself to read because I wanted to write stories so bad. And I've, mm. you know, I've, my entire life I've been driven by writing. So I've always been very clear that writing was going to be a part of it. But what I wasn't clear, which I realize now, um, is is everything is, is all the forms that it needed to take. I guess that's the best mm. way to put it. Because when I started, I mean, I start. I, I was, I was, I've been freelancing since college, and then in 1998 is when I finally just, really, just said, okay, you know, now I, I'm doing it for real. Because I would kind of dabble in jobs, you know, and, and go back and forth between jobs and freelancing, and then I was like, all right, I'm starting a business, and I call it a business, even though I didn't create a business. I created a, mm-hmm. <laughs> I created yeah. a job, <laughs> a job with a really nasty boss. I have that, that crazy, that crazy <laughs> boss that doesn't let you take vacations. And, yes. Yeah, I know that one. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And Michelle was awful, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yes, it was, it was, it was not a good scene. And so, and then I, you know, in in the mid. 2000s is when I, like 2004 was when I, 2005 was when I finally started to make the transition to become a, uh, you know, to become a business owner, owner of a copywriting company. But, and so, and that part, you know, has come together very nicely. I've got a team of copywriters, I've got project managers, I've got, everything is all set up and that's working pretty well. So, but the problem was, is so I, it's like I did that, but it's like it's like I didn't realize what the next step was for me, and mm. so that's what I mean that I, I where I wasn't clear. Like I I saw, I've always seen the helping clients part as being clear, like you know you know having helping my clients out, and I've always done a really good job with that. But I also was using my clients to kind of hide behind and to not get my own message out because I believe that I've got a couple of paths, and one of them is. That I need to get my own message and my own work um, out in the world too, but I was using how busy I was with clients to prevent me from doing it. Wow, I love that. You know, and I think I think it's kind of like because you have a very successful business. I mean, you make a bunch of money and and you are well, very well known. And you could have rested on the laurels, like you could have just said, "Good enough." So, what was it that drove you, Michelle, that kind of like, oh, wait, I got something that I, I mean, because I love that. And I think people are sitting there listening, and, and I want you to be challenged. Like, is there more? You know, it's, and it's not that it's not good enough. It's just there's something in your soul calling you. So, that process, how did you finally discover that and or say yes to that? Well, actually, it's because I did rest on my laurels and the, and the universe had other ideas. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, I yeah, I really I you know, it it wasn't an option. So mm. um there so there was there was a year that was 2012 was actually a really difficult year. There were some personal challenges that had come up. And during that, so because of that, I mean, that's what that's what caused me I to, to mm-hmm. sort of rest on my laurels is because I was dealing with family and personal stuff and I just I didn't I didn't have the energy for both. So the yeah, so the business yeah. kind of ran on autopilot, which was good. Um but the problem was is that in, two, in 2013, um, everything just kind of came crashing down. 
down. <laughs> so, and I was like, oh my god. So I had to, I had to rebuild it all. So, uh, so that's that's what ended up happening. So I spent a lot of 2013 not only just going through um, uh, a lot of like like releasing a lot of stuff. So I was kind of doing I was I was kind of on a parallel journey because I was releasing I was doing a lot of spiritual work mm-hmm. and releasing a lot of. Uh, a lot of crap. I guess just a lot of just a lot, a lot of crap. And and as I was doing that, um, I you know the the business kind the business tanked, which was a little which was a little scary. But, but well, actually, it was a lot scary. But it was it was actually it was actually good because by taking things away, it allowed me to look at things a little bit uh, more carefully as to you know what I created and what I wanted to create and how I wanted things to look. And also, it made me. It, it it allowed me to actually trust. And what I mean by that is that I've always been, I mean, I really have always been taken care of, but, I mean, I was such an incredible worrier, I mean, just full of anxiety and worry it, um, my entire life. And even when things are good, I was worrying. It's like, right. oh, you know, they could be taken away. So it was, right. like, it was like I just never, there was never a, a rest. And so and then so things actually did get taken away. But um, I, I, I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't as worried because I'd done a lot of inner work, and so I, I was able to re, you know, so I was able to, and I, and I, so I was able to continue to trust, and and that was hard. I still had some, still had some big breakdowns, but, um, but I was able, to, I because through my connection, I was able to say like, you know what, you know, because I, I remember saying this, I've always been taken care of before, and I will continue to be taken care of, mm-hmm. and I was. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it mm-hmm. did. It went. It, the thing is, is that even my tanking wasn't as bad. Like my, like the income that we ended up with last year was still probably better than what other people are mm-hmm. still striving for. Yeah, so sure. Is, right. So yeah. So it it was it was quite a bit down from what I was used to, but but it was still quite a bit up from, um, mm-hmm. you know, where where I first started. So, so I was so everything was was supported. Everything was taken care of. And that actually helped me a lot. And so then, and then things started coming back last last fall, October, and things have been going up and up since then. So now, but now I'm, but now that allowed me to release a lot of. I guess I don't know how to say. Like I, I haven't really talked about it much, so I don't have quite the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah. So it's but it's almost like unhealthiness around. Right. 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 Yeah. Well, you know, I, I've watched your business grow and. Um, you've had many versions of your business, and some of it was not working with the right clients, or some of it was doing too much. And um, and so, when you say you had to let go of things, because you, you know it takes courage. It really takes courage. And I love how you said, "No, basically, life had other ideas." I kind of got kicked in the head. You know, it's like yeah, the universe and the two by four and me are old friends. Unfortunately, right? It's like, no, honey, you're doing great, but and there's more for you. And, you know, it, it takes so much courage, Michelle, and you referenced anxiety. It's freaking terrifying when you have a level of success, when you're used to an income, and then suddenly it's like, what the frick? Why is money going? Why are clients leaving? Why is nothing working? And you're not saying that, but that's the experience for a lot of people. And how do you make sense of that when that happens? Like, give us some tools, because I know that is a pretty standard thing. A lot of people go through that. Well, it actually happened. This is the second time it happened to me, and both times mm-hmm. with the growing edges. Because it happened the first time it happened to me. Okay, so the first thing I want to tell people is there's probably there's probably a bigger lesson mm. because um, in 2000 and I guess it was 2004 um, was when or it was either 2003 or 2004 
when again when the bottom fell out of my my freelance copywriting business, mm-hmm. I'd already known that um like I was feeling this call that I needed to do something bigger. I was getting that restless feeling yeah, inside, yeah. so I knew there was something not right, and and I knew I was and and at, at the time I. I didn't really, you know, what I thought was I just needed to get bigger clients. I mean, I didn't really mm-hmm. see that the business was going to be different. I just thought I was going to have bigger clients. So mm-hmm. so I lost a lot of, so all my local clients really pretty much disappeared. I basically, um, again, it was the same thing. So it was like I, I, I had one or two clients left, and this is when that was really bad. Um, so I was barely making $1,000 a month for six months. So, I mean, it was it was just, that mm-hmm. was really awful. Mm-hmm. And... um and then I rebuilt. I did rebuild the freelancing, and then and then somewhere in there is when I finally figured out that the, that the restlessness I was feeling wasn't about getting bigger clients or being on the internet or something like that. The restless feeling was I needed to build a copywriting business and actually be, become an entrepreneur or a business owner mm. and not be a, not be a freelance copywriter. Right. So right. I finally got it. Took that took a while to get through my thick head. So that so then that was like this whole quest for a few years to get my head around that because that is quite a different mindset shift and a lot of things I had to relearn. So then when it happened again in uh, 2013, well I guess it was last year, last year, <laughs> so last year, last year, when it happened again, this time though I was I was okay. Like I'd had, like I said, I'd, I'd done a, I'd, I'd, I had, I I had um, I had done already a great deal of, of inner work. So when it started to happen, I was I could I I didn't have the anxiety and the swirling mm-hmm. around in my head. Um, I had actually broken the back. That's a whole other call. But that, I had actually broken the back of my worry and anxiety. So so it allowed me to think straight. Mm-hmm. So that was good. And then and then because I remembered, okay, this happened to me once before, right, right. and it was all fine. And so what's probably going on is I'm being called mm-hmm. to do something else. So how can I reframe this and look at it a little differently? So. That's what that's what I did. So if this is happening to you, if something that you've always been doing has stopped working for some reason, um, it's probably because there's something that you have to be doing different. There's, there's, right. there's like right. you have to be you your your model has to change. There's a program you need to be offering. I don't know what it. I mean, mm-hmm. your your what you're doing needs to shift. But it's probably what's probably happened. I'm guessing. Because this, this is what this, I can tell you this from experience. This is this is what happened to me. Mm-hmm. Was I ignored all the taps, and now we're into the two by four. So chances are you ignore all the taps, and now you're in the two yeah. by four. And then there's a Mack truck that gets run over your head. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, you bring up a really good point, and I think the people that want to do like set it and forget it, like woof, good, I built it. You know, just go sell shoes because it doesn't work that way. And the reality is, we are consciousness, and I, you know, I don't want to get all you know quantum on us here, but life is always expanding, always, 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 always expanding. So why would you not expand? Why would your yeah. business not expand? And you have to get really uncomfortable with breakdown. There's no tra- the trajectory isn't like an escalator. It's not like you step on and you just go straight up. It's very often you go up and then you fall down and you go up and you fall down. Yeah. And as long as you can hold the perspective of awesome, this is in my highest and best, and I have some strategies to manage it. And for you, you talked about surrender. You talked about doing some emotional work and some spiritual work. Meditation, I know. Breathing, I know you reached back. out. Yeah, but you reached out. You got yes. mentors. You know you. And so, so if you're going through that, I want you to go. It's normal. And look at Michelle. Michelle is like was like a, a, is a big hitter. And if she's gonna come and say, oh, and by the way, crap, things sort of fell apart. And 
it's in service of my next level. I mean, I really want you to see that. So thank you so much for sharing this part, Michelle, because this is, I think people really struggle and then they get shamed and they feel like really defeated. Well, and trust me, I felt a lot of shame too. So this is not, so I mean, I want to say like I did handle it much better last year. So I I want to emphasize that. And I also want to emphasize that I had times where I just cried too, (laughs) where I was so discouraged. So I I don't want you to I know. So I was, I was, you know, for the most part, things were, things felt, but but yeah, I will tell you, in fact, one day in particular, I ended up canceling all my calls. It was actually the day. It was actually right before things turned around. It was in the middle of mm-hmm. October, and I thought I, I started crying, and I couldn't stop. And and my um, wow. my spiritual mentor, I had a call with her, and uh, and she and I thought she, I thought it was canceled for some reason. She called me, and I can't even talk. I start crying. On the phone. <laughs> and then I said, I don't understand. I'm doing all this, yeah. and I felt like it was good. And why don't I get a break? I just want a bone. I just want a yeah, bone. Yeah, yeah. And then we. I cried and cried and cried and took a bath, and then like a week later, I got my bone. So, so just know cool. that it does happen. Mm-hmm. And it's tra- yeah. And I just love I love your modeling. Thank you so much for being being just so real. That's what I love about you, just being really real. So, thank you for that. And um, the results are good. I know you're speaking all around. You're you're playing with some big JV partners. You you have new stuff, and so. Um, I can't wait to see more of the transition as it as it rolls out for you. So, yes, thank you. Are you ready to talk about copywriting? Oh yes, yes, of course. Okay. Okay. Well, so so we know a little bit about you. We know a little bit about what copywriting is. We it's not the trademark and the icky icky law stuff. It is. And um, if you want to just reference what direct response is, because I know we said that in your bio. So. So just just because people are like, well, my cousin's nephew wrote a novel back in 1912. I could have him write my website. So why do you not want that? Or it's like, or my cousin is a is an English major. Exactly. Oh, even worse. Even worse. <laughs> don't let them touch your website. <laughs> yeah, please don't. Um, yeah. So direct- maybe, maybe we should say why. I'm sorry. That was okay. I didn't mean to stab English majors, but I'm an English major, so I, oh, I feel like I okay. can stab them. You can stab them. Okay. <laughs> For marketing purposes. We have to. I know, and yes, I love English majors, and you're right. We should. The reason why, the <laughs> reason why we're both laughing about that is that actually an odd little tip, which I don't always share, is uh, actually is sometimes being too grammatically correct mm-hmm. can actually stand in your way of making money. So mm-hmm. that's why you know your English teacher with the red pen and all the grammar stuff, you have to kind of let some of that go because uh, yeah. it's, it's not. Yeah. If you want to make money. If you don't want to make money, then have at it. Have them be the most perfect, grammatically correct website in the universe. So, mm-hmm. um, But, yes, yeah, so what direct response is, is it's, it, 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 it's copy, it's websites, emails, all that stuff that compels your ideal prospects to take action. So I like to say, because I'm changing it, you know, because I think everybody else needs to change it too. I mean, traditional, traditional direct response is very much based on shame, and guilt and like arm twisty and if you don't buy my stuff today your cat's gonna die tomorrow and <laughs> just, so, like, you're awful. a stinky loser you yes, dumbass you if you don't buy right right yeah okay. how could you possibly not buy this i would have walked on broken glass to get my hands mm-hmm. on this information oh my god yeah Eesh. yeah so you know so all this and and you know and it and, and the reality is that shame and guilt, as we know, are very powerful emotions. Mm-hmm. So they will get people to take action. But the problem is, is that the feelings that are left with that, and the feelings yeah. that your business is based upon, 
you know, feel kind of icky. And also, I, I think you run the risk of attracting the wrong clients into mm-hmm. your business mm-hmm. as well. Right. So, so what I like to do is what I'm really striving to do is just sort of changing the whole model of direct response to attract, invite, and inspire your ideal clients to do business with you. So, mm. so that's what we really want to do. With um, so that so that's that's what direct response is. Direct response are those long sales letters that you look online where you're scrolling down forever looking for the price. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the ones, the emails that you get. You know, click here to go to a page and do something. That's direct response. You know, when you're on a page and they want your name and email address to sign up for a free call or a webinar, that's direct response because the the marketing materials are actually compelling you to. Or you know, or hopefully they're they're they're, try, they're certainly trying to whether or not they're successful. The goal, or not, yeah, that's the goal. Yeah, their goal is to actually, you know, inspire you to take action. So that's what they're trying to do, and how successful they are at it is, you know, because kind of like how successful your business is. And the, and the reason why you want this is because this this is a way to leverage your marketing dollar and your marketing time. Because if you don't use any of this, the problem is is that you then you personally have to go running around. And meet everybody, do all the networking yourself, and then and then do all the closing yourself. Mm-hmm. So you have to do all the heavy lifting. You have to get the you have to find the leads. You have to actually get on the phone with the leads because you're not going to do this over email. And then you have to sell the leads into your program, or products, or services, or whatever it is. So it's all so it, so which is fine. You can do that, and, and you know that's what I did as a freelance copywriter. I mean, you certainly can you certainly can make a living doing that but you're not going to make the big impact. If you want to make a big right. impact in the world or, you know, or even build a business that's, you know, more than, a, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars, you've got to actually use some direct response, you know, methods. Otherwise, you just you don't have the time. It's leverage. It's, le- it's leverage. leverage, right? Yeah, I mean, or, or the other way to leverage it too, I guess if you really don't want to do it, is you have a team of salespeople. But, you know, again, you know, but that's money out of your pocket to have mm-hmm. a team of salespeople. This is a lot cheaper. Mm-hmm. So, so what's the secret? Cuz I and I love how you say I want copy that attracts, inspires and invites. That's that's lovely as opposed to beating them and shaming them and, yes. you know, disgracing them. So, so if you want to attract, inspire, and invite, what's the secret in terms of copywriting? Okay, so the first thing you got to start with is, is you have to know who you're talking to and who okay. you want to attract. Because if you don't know who you want to attract, then who knows who's going to walk in the door. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's what I like to talk, talk about your ideal clients. And if you know this, this is actually going to help you throughout your entire business, not just um, not just your copywriting, although it certainly will help you here. So, you know, uh, so there's a just kind of a big thing with ideal clients so i just want to um i I just i'll just say this kind of fast so so that you kind of get the gist of it which is i i like this i like ideal clients better than um target market or niche markets because ideal clients is is about sort of internal like core values Mm. the 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 what's driving them why do they want it? Whereas target markets tend to be like, or, or niche markets, you know, you might, I mean, they tend to be like, okay, I, I want to get, you know, 30 to 50 year old mm-hmm. women demographics. Who make six, yeah. yeah, who make six figures. Mm-hmm. I, in fact, I heard a whole bunch of that just this weekend. I want like women who are making six figures. And it's like, okay, just because they're making, and I had this conversation, just because they're making the money doesn't mean they're going to pay, just, they're going to spend mm-hmm. the money on mm-hmm. you. You're right, you're right. So, so there is, so that's, that's something. It's like, what's driving them? What's, what's their pain? What's keeping them up at night? What's really motivating them? 
because the, the more the deeper, which is actually the secret number two, which is what's keeping them up at night, um, the more you can find out what's actually motivating them to take action, what's really what's really the problem, and being able to define that, mm-hmm. that's what's going to actually, um, you know, that's what's going to that's what's going to cause them to take action. That's what's going to get them excited to move forward with you. Nice. Not just like they have the money, so therefore, you've got the money, so why not spend it on this? <laughs> right. So you want to know the target market. Are there any secrets? Because, you know, most people do the typical, but I don't want to narrow. I, I, I can help everybody. I can help everybody, yeah. Everyone. And the problem with that is, I, you know, and for some some of these, like especially like when I talk to health practitioners, yeah, I have no doubt that your supplement probably or whatever you're selling mm-hmm. probably can help. I mean, meditation, I'm sure, could help everybody mm-hmm. in the planet. Right. I have no doubt about that. The problem is, is not everybody in the planet is going to do it. They just mm-hmm. aren't. And if you try to market to people who have really no interest um, to to meditate and will never have an interest to meditate, you're just you're just wasting your time and energy and marketing dollars and 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 dooming yourself to a life of frustration. So it's kind of a mindset of you know I think sometimes we get into scarcity mode, Michelle. Like, yeah. but if I just narrow. To that one group, oh my God! You know what I mean? And so, so I just want you to notice as we're talking about this: is there a part of you that is fighting this idea, or and or maybe not? Maybe you're like, oh, cool, I got mine. But just just understand that if, if to be known as the expert, you need to be. It's, it needs to be a smaller pond. You can't just say, I help women. Okay, well then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, or even I help women entrepreneurs. That's or women in transition. Or women in transition. Oh, yeah, that's my favorite. Women what does in that transition. Mean? Yeah, yeah. So, and if you're, if you're sitting out there going, oh, God, that's what I'm saying on my website. Well, keep listening. Keep yeah. listening. It's okay. Um, it's all okay. You're it's here. okay. It's okay. <laughs> so, so oh, what I just wanted to say with the yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just really yeah. fast because I just, uh, you know, um, I, I, this is this is going to be a really hard one for you to get your head around. I know yeah, it, but yeah. but the 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 truth is, by keeping it more generic, you are actually chasing more people away than if you make it specific. Mm. So, I know it sounds counterintuitive. Yeah, talk about that. Yeah, but because the thing is, is that think about this for yourself as a consumer. If you go to a website, let's say you are a woman in transition, <laughs> and or let's say you're a women entrepreneur. Okay, that, that's even better. You're a women entrepreneur. You're on a website that says, "I help women entrepreneurs." Mm-hmm. Are Are you going to? Is that going to? Is that going to cause you to read more? I mean, just think about this. Mm-hmm. Because you're you're actually you probably if if you are searching websites and you're looking around you probably have a specific problem it's a specific thing that's keeping you up at night so going to some generic page that just says I hope women entrepreneurs make more money well you know well that's you know there's a million ways that you can do that mm-hmm. and uh, and and so and and the thing is is that chances are people have people are you know your your ideal clients have a really specific thing that they're looking for like. Uh, maybe they want law of attraction. Maybe they want mm-hmm. sales secrets. You know, like they know they they suck at closing, and if they could close better, they'd make more money. So, see what I mean? So it's like if they're actually looking for somebody that will teach them selling secrets, and you're just talking about I'm going to make them more money, they're not going to they're they're going to walk right past. Even if that's what you mm, teach, they're right. going to walk right past you because you're not they're not going to realize that you're even talking to them. Nice. So you have to be more specific. And the more specific you are, the more people you will attract because your ideal clients won't walk right past thinking, oh, that's for somebody else. That that couldn't possibly be for me mm-hmm. because my situation is unique. Mm. Everybody thinks that, and so if you, and so that you want to you want to paint a picture 
so they can see themselves in your unique mm-hmm. situation. Because they also, the other thing is people want to work with experts. Mm-hmm. They don't want to work with, like, jack-of-all-trades, master right. of right. They want to work with somebody. If they're going to spend the money, they're going to fork over the money. But by God, I want somebody who is an expert at selling, like Therese here. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm using selling secrets. There you go. The there you go. Um, you. I want to work with an expert on how to actually increase my selling secrets. I don't want to work with some jack-of-all-trades person that where it may or may not work, and then I've wasted my time and money. Right. You know, you want to do that. You know, my my very second coach, right after life coaching school, I had a coach that was teaching me how to be a life coach, basically. And it was good, but I didn't know anything about business. I knew nothing about business or marketing, and they didn't teach that. And I was feeling all, like, loved up and touchy-feely and weak and kumbaya. <laughs> it was, like, beautiful, you know. And, but I'm like, shit, I don't know how to get clients. This, huh. And I'm so making money. I, I don't know how to do that either. And so I went, I found a second coach, and I had seen him at an event. I saw him speak. And I went to his website, and Michelle, his website was, ta- you, you just would have puked. Like, it was really horrible. It was very bad graphics and just, like, whoa. Like, I, I, but he had this one little drop-down box, and it said, are you a coach who? And it said, has so many ideas, but you don't know how to implement them. Is so creative that it interferes with you getting your work done. And it had, like, mm-hmm. five statements, and I was like, oh, oh my God. It, like, are, have you been spying on me, dude? Because, yikes. And in spite of his really, like, the, the, literally the worst website I've ever seen, those statements, I was like, you understand me. You know exactly what I'm stru- struggling with. I hired him. So, so be thinking like that. I love how Michelle said, what are, your, what are your people saying at night? You know, when they hit the pillow and they allow those scary voices to come in, what are they saying? So, okay, I know we talked about, you know, target market, ideal clients. What is the second key? Oh, the second key is like what's keeping them up at night. So oh, you really need to. Yeah, there you go. So that, yeah, we got the first. We got two keys in one. Okay. So ideal clients is getting really specific on who they are, so that you are talking to just that one person, because uh, and then and actually imagining that person, and then the, and then the, what's keeping them up at night. I like to keep that as a separate key because, quite honestly, Therese, mm-hmm. this is the problem that I see. Even this is the problem that my that that my peers will come to me to fix. Mm-hmm. That this yeah. is this is so easy to get tripped up on because. Because we get because it's easy, you know. It's like let's well, a lot of us teach not all of us, but a lot of us will teach people how to make more money, or you know they've got some big rock like how to make more money, how to improve your health, lose weight, mm-hmm. right? And then and then how to have a relationship of your dreams. It seems like most things are fall or any kind of relationship, yeah. but like you know most things fall into one of those three big rocks, and so people just stay there. They don't actually get into the because like there's a million ways that you can help somebody make mm-hmm, more money. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there's a million ways that you can help somebody you know improve their health, lose their weight, whatever. And there's a million ways that you can you know about relationships. Um, so, what what are they specifically looking for? Like if it's a relationship, are they looking for their soulmate? Do they are they do they keep attracting the wrong person? They don't mm-hmm. know why. Yeah. You know, it's or, or do they have a relationship and they just want to improve it? Um, so it's like you know, or they're or they're afraid that their spouse is cheating on them, or is it even a, not even a, a, a romantic relationship? Maybe it's a relationship with their children they want to improve. So that's the thing. So it's like it's relationships. In myself is just too broad. It's like what's that mm-hmm. specific problem that they are that's keeping them up at night? That's and good. talk directly to that. And so that's why it's so important. And the more specific that is, the more unique you're going to sound. Yeah, you know, I, and here's here's a really important tip. It needs to be in the language that your market uses. Like, I, I just got off the phone this morning, 
and one of my clients is is appealing to engineers. He will be coaching engineers, and his program <laughs> engineers only have one yeah. idea. Yeah. Well, you love this. His program speaks about transformation. And I said, I'm sorry, I don't think that's a word your guys are going to be using. So. <laughs> I don't think so either. You know, you want to match the language that they're using, the phrases that they're using, the context, the vernacular. So you could say, oh, they need transformation, but in, in I can't even speak engineer speak. I don't even know what he would say. But my point is you have to use it what they're using. So I love that tip. Okay, number three. Yeah. Number okay. three. So number three is now, okay, so now we talked about your ideal clients and we talked about what's in it for them. Now let's talk a little bit about how to present your solution. So now they know, like, okay, you're the, you're the person that I need. So now what do you need to do to, to actually present what you offer so they, they realize it's the right one? And so that's where, um, some, you know, it could be features and benefits or the transformation or it's probably a combination. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, you know, people don't, People aren't going to buy pain. So if you spend too much time in the pain, and most people don't want to spend that much time in the pain anyway, so this is usually not a problem. But but you you want to just have enough pain so people realize that they are in the right space, you place, you are actually talking to them, and you and you will solve their problems. And then you move into hope. Um, you know, you know, because that's what people buy. People buy hope. So they want to buy the transformation. They want to buy the benefits. They you know, and the benefits is what's in it for them. Um, how is this going to actually fix my pro- – how is this going to actually make me sleep at night? So the key here is to, um, is to, have a tra- is to transition the pain into, into, and, into your offer, into how it's going to help them actually get the outcome they desire. And when you do that successfully, then, then it connects all the dots for people. Could you give me, like, just speak that, like um... – Here's an example. Let's say you're a business coach and you would say pain as this and hope as this and then so so just kind of can you give an example? Sure. Okay. So if you're it's like if you if like let's say you 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 know your ideal clients are people who Oh, you know, okay, let's let's okay, I'll, well, I'll, or do yours. Do yours. It doesn't no, matter. No, no, I okay. I think well, I could do mine. But but like the the ideal client is um you know, so business coach and let's say you're helping people uh, you know, like they like find the right business model for them. That's where they're getting mm-hmm. stuck. Like they maybe they've okay. built businesses that they they don't like, mm-hmm. uh, and they don't know why they don't like them. You know, they're feeling very overwhelmed, and mm-hmm. and and so okay. So then, so here, that's a great stop. Don't start talking about the fact they have the wrong business model because your ideal clients are going to walk right by. They're going to be like. Because they're not going to, they're 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 not thinking there. That's not what they're they're not laying awake at night saying saying to themselves, "Geez, I have the wrong business model. What do I do to th- to change it?" Because quite re- quite honestly, if they knew that, they probably would be changing their business. Mm, but they right. don't know it. That's why they're they're going, "Oh my God, I am so exhausted. I'm burnt out. Um, I you know I can barely get out of bed anymore. You know, it's like I'm getting to the point where I hate my clients and I don't understand why because I'm doing exactly what I love and exactly what I built, and now I don't like it. So so what's going on? And so they're probably out. So chances are where they probably are attracted to are things like how to get over out of overwhelm, how to get how to get over burnout. Mm-hmm. That's what they're actually mm-hmm. searching for because mm-hmm. that's what their pain is. But that's not the solution. So you have to start with the pain, which is, you know, which is, you know, are you in overwhelm? Are you, you know, you're exhausted? You know, are you looking at your business and thinking this is exact? You know, I I don't understand why I'm feeling this way because this is exactly what I tried to build and now I have it and I don't want it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then and then and then from there saying okay so prob- so then you set that up and it's like so then the pro- so if this is this is you, then chances are you may have built 
you may have actually built the wrong business for you. You may have the wrong business mm-hmm. model, and as a business coach, I can help you actually find the right business model and then help you transition from your current business model to the new one. Because you know, because that would be another fear. It's like, well, I can't just drop everything on you know my income. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's like, but you know, you can build a bridge, and I can show you all that. Mm-hmm. So you see how see how this kind of nice piece together. But if you started with the business model, right? That's what do happen. People do. They start with a solution, and people are like, oh, that's nice, and they walk right by because they don't. They have absolutely no idea that you're talking to them. What's the expression? Um, give them what they want and sell them what they need. They need a business model, but they don't know they need that. They want to stop feeling overwhelmed. And one thing you do so brilliantly, Michelle, you know, I know your sales that I know your copy always speaks to the objections in their head. And I just, you just caught that weight. They may think they don't know how to do that. How to put that in my copy. So whatever their objections, you know, if you're sitting across from somebody, what are they going to say? And then you yeah. just you just put that in the copy. So that's really that's really exquisite. Yes. Yeah. So that's how, and that's how it all can. That's, so now you kind of see how the whole these whole three tips kind of flow together. And once you get this, everything else can just kind of fall into place. Mm, nice, nice. Anything before we wrap up? This is really good. This is really, I, and I, it's like I love. I always like to interview you. We have so much fun on these. But I love how you give very specific, clear, tangible examples. So, anything else you want to say about this? If this is something you're stuck on, you know, it's 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 okay. I, you know, I I just, I mean. It, this is like I, you know, like I kind of started with. This is really advanced. This is kind of advanced mm-hmm. what we talked about. Um, so it's um, so, so be patient with yourself. You know, just mm. you know, just don't. It, it's okay if this is not what you've done, and mm-hmm. it's okay if it takes you a while to actually figure it out, and it's okay if you need to ask for help. So, like I said, this is this is something. This this piece of it is something that I help. You know, I help. You know, six and seven figure entrepreneurs all the time with this. So these are people who are making money, mm-hmm. but they 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 make they 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 could be making more money if they if they even a little if they if they were more on their dime here. This is where I see yeah. them falling down the most. Yeah. So you know, this is if you're listening, it's one idea is you take one of these three points: either my market or their pain or my solution, and just go through either your website. Just start. You know, I mean. Yeah. It is if you have the same website that you wrote in 2008, you are you're missing the missing it. You know, like you you want to regularly go back through regularly and just say, you know, is is this is this still resonant with me? Am I doing? And you might be like, oh my, like for example, I wrote my website, and by the time I wrote the copy and then the designer put it out, you know, a few months, I was like, oh god, that's so so yesterday's news. I was like, I was surprised just in a few months how things had changed. And so it's not like you do it once. I'm just trying to get you to know it's an ongoing evolution. And you can always just – so make that an assignment. I'm going to – am I calling out the best people? Like I used to make the mistake, Michelle, because, you know, I was like – from a therapist background and like, you know, give me your tired and your poor and your, <laughs> yes, yes. and I'll let, I'll let and them suckle at the teeth of <laughs> yeah. my love and brilliance forever. And so I write this copy like, you're probably so sick of being broke and you're sick of struggling and you don't want to feel this pain anymore. Well, guess what I got? You know what I mean? So, so I had to, instead of saying, you're not making any money, I'd have to say, you're making money and you know there's a lot more that you can be made. Really subtle differences. But just look at, is your copy calling out the people that you are delighted to serve or not? Because if you're yeah. not getting the right clients, it's in your copy. That's the problem. 
It's just yeah. so there's something about your copy that is like, what vibe am I giving off? And maybe have somebody read this, like somebody that doesn't know you say, read this. Who do you think I'm calling out? Like, like I think right. that would be a great exercise. That would be actually great. I like that exercise. I know because just listening to you, like broke into that's exactly you get. You get a bunch of broke people who then you yeah, lose, yeah so broke yeah. people who aren't going anywhere. So right. So it's so lessons learned, and we're always evolving. So you know, I'm sure people are sitting there going, "That Michelle's pretty cool. I want to hang out with her." And so um, I don't know, going to hang out. Like I think Michelle, you and I should host like happy hour. You know, get together. I am thinking we need to do something like that. It would be really fun. But anyway. <laughs> So until you get the invite to the Teresa Michelle happy hour, um, how do people get a hold of you? And, and I think you're going to give like a, a gift or something to my my gang here. Yes. So uh, it's so uh, you can sign up for my Kaching Business Kit, which has a CD, which actually goes into a few more steps, and then mm-hmm. a uh, special report, you know, a couple of special reports and all sorts of goodies. So that's michellepw.com forward slash free CD. And Michelle is spelled M-I-C-H-E-L-E-P-W.com forward slash free CD. So, um, so that's, so you can go there. And also I just want to let you know that I too have a blog, uh, have, I too have a podcast called PW Unplugged. And Therese was also a guest on there. I know, so yeah. I would love to have you, if you like this, if you like, if you, if you thought I was kind of cool, <laughs> come, come join me on my podcast too. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And you can find that on the blog, michellepw.com forward slash blog. That's awesome. Awesome, awesome. Well, darling, it's always fun to hang with you. Thanks again for listening. You've been listening to The Happy Business Show with Therese Skelly. Join us next time and invite your friends to join us at thehappybusinessshow.com. Visit thehappybusinessshow.com and get Therese's five-part video series, Eliminating Money Blocks. Thanks for tuning in. 